Good afternoon and good evening, and maybe good morning, depending on where you're listening from. This is the Common Sense American coming at you for what is likely the last show of the year. I may do one next week, but it's likely not. Take some time off at the end of the year to be with friends and family. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all. Um, Once again, let me take this opportunity to thank all my valued listeners for tuning in every week. It's just 20 minutes out of your day. I try to keep it simple. People do tend to like what I have to say, and I certainly appreciate the attention. Uh, Next year, I'm looking to really get my Facebook page off the ground a bit more. Uh, May consider doing some interviews if I can figure out how to do that from the podcast point of view. I'm not very much of a tech-savvy person. Also, let me send a big thank you and shout-out to Ed's World. I was on his show this week, which was great. Uh, It was a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of... uh, really important uh, topics that are affecting the country today. Uh, I have a few links up uh, in my Twitter feed. I just put the the post up. There's a link to his Twitter page and his YouTube channel. So by all means, uh, give him a follow, give him a listen. If you like my podcast, you'll probably uh, be interested in in a lot of the topics that he covers and how he covers them. Uh, And speaking of which, um, I was really sort of at a loss as to what I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, impeachment is boiling over, but I've already done several episodes about that. I think we're all a little tired of it. And I asked uh, the Twitterverse what I should talk about. And I got a lot of great suggestions, some of which I expected. Um, I, I really do need to do one on climate change. I do. I also need to do one on uh, the state of education in this country. Uh, I've just been a little reluctant to do them. I need to get my head straight on all of it, and then I'll probably dive into those in 2020. Um, Brexit's another really good idea, something else I should more familiarize myself with. Um, but I think the, the most I saw, the number one suggestion that came across was the uh, Virginia issue, the 2A issue that's really you know burning up the, the news right now, especially on the right-wing side. Um, and I suppose I should probably tackle that because I have not done a gun-related to a related podcast as of yet. And I have to say, one of the reasons why I have it is because I have a feeling that a large portion of my audience won't be a giant fan of the fact that I am not a big fan of guns. I never have been. However, let me add that I am a staunch constitutional supporter. The Second Amendment is in our Constitution, hence I support it. Whether or not I like guns is irrelevant. It is in the Constitution, and hence it is one of our inalienable rights, and there it is, and there it should stay, I believe, until, and I mentioned this on Ed's World, someone can show me evidence as to why it needs to be altered or removed. So far, I have not found that evidence. I have not seen that evidence that says that citizens should not be armed. Now, I understand some of the leftist argument in that when this was... Uh, when obviously when the constitution was written, when the amendments were put in, uh, the country was a very different place. The world was a very different place. Um, being armed just made sense. I mean, some of it used it not only to protect themselves, but also to survive. Hunting was was very much a primary source of, of survival and food. And um, it, it just, it made more sense. We were in a very, very different world. And I, I am a believer that Uh, No matter what articles of laws that a country has drafted, that time marches on, and as the world changes, as quickly as it does, we also need to change with it and adapt. And when 
a law or a rule that we have in place from hundreds of years ago seems to clash with everything in the world today and doesn't really make much sense anymore, we should revisit it. Now, does that mean I think that people shouldn't have rights to, to weapons and, and guns? No, I don't. I, I believe it's not necessary, obviously, but it is a right that we have, that we were granted by our forefathers, and that's why it should be upheld. And what is happening in Virginia is obviously uh, a, uh, you know, people rising up and saying, no, the Constitution is right, we are going to defend that. And I did some reading on this to make sure I really understood it, and they're pat they want to pass, or they have passed, um, are in the process of passing at least some of it, the laws that basically are going to hinder gun owners and kind of really infringe on gun rights in Virginia. And uh, in response to this, uh, there have been a, there's been a lot of backlash, and now we have militia springing up, and a lot of people signing up, a lot of uh, police officers, uh, law enforcement, former military or current military, and saying, no, we're not going to let this happen. We're just not. This is, these are, we believe, unconstitutional bills that should not exist, and it is our right, and we're going to defend our right. So what it seems to me, it seems like you have a group of people who are saying, um, I don't agree with these new laws that are being passed, and I do side with the Constitution. So it's like a, you pick your side. Are you going to be with the Constitution, or are you going to be with the new rules and laws. My problem with this is that both are essentially laws. If we want to be a country of law and order, and we want to maintain that, and we want to put a an emphasis and a premium on that, then we have to abide by the rules that are passed. They are being passed not by... Um, you know, authoritarian autocrats. This is not a monarchy, at least not yet. Uh, we are a republic. We did put these people in a position of power. Um, we are the ones who put them where. We are the ones who elected them. So shouldn't we be saying also that it is our fault that these people are there and are doing what we don't want them to do? Now they're infringing on our rights, but we elected them. So it is difficult for me to say, you know, the people who are doing, springing up and doing the militia and are, you know, firing back at this, it's difficult for me to support them 100% because you are, in a way, going against established law and order. Whether you like it or not, that's there. And, you know, it was voted on and is being passed. And if you resist that by taking up arms, that, in a lot of ways, can be just seen as mutiny or as... Um, an armed uprising just because you don't like the way the laws are. Now, at the same time, this is some, somewhat unique because what they're not just doing that. It's not, it's not that they're just, oh, I don't like the law, so I'm picking up my gun. They're defending the Constitution, which is the a proper thing to do. If, if I was in their shoes and I was a, um, uh, an active, you know, gun rights activist, and I, I had guns and I wanted to keep my guns and, and all of that, I would probably say that I would be supporting the Constitution as well. I always do. I tend to side with the Constitution. I tend to side with the Founding Fathers over any new bills and laws that are passed, especially considering that we are in an environment that is largely dictated by leftist uh, policy, and liberals uh, do seem to love to abuse their power when they've got it. 
um, the, the talk about Trump abusing his power as grounds for impeachment, I always find comical because that's all Democrats do on a daily basis. Uh, their very words and statements and how they speak proves that they are becoming more authoritarian in nature. They're saying things, they're, the way they're phrasing statements, right? They first spread hostility and division and fear by making everything sound a hundred times worse than it is and, you know, saying, well, this is, this is dangerous for the country or such and such is, is sad or this is a disaster and we're going to protect you. Then they go down the road that if you don't side with us, all of their statements sound suspiciously like, you know, to hell with you. You have no brain anyway. You're a lesser species. You're a second tier citizen. So we're going to instruct you or educate you until you come around to our way of thinking. And if you don't, we'll simply silence you. That is another problem. If the environment wasn't that way, if this is not how um, a lot of right-wingers and constitutionalists and conservatives and libertarians were seeing this situation that I don't believe what we'd see what's happening in Virginia. Um, I believe it would be more of a moderate response. But we have been blasting people with these authoritarian, you know, seemingly authoritarian decrees from Democrats. And when it starts infringing on the Constitution, that's when people start to say, okay, that's it. I've had it. I've had it with your abuse of your own power. I've had it with your my way or the highway uh, concept. This is not the way the country was meant to be run. We go by the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, and that is how it's supposed to be run. In any movement against that, we're going to stand up against. Like I said, I am for that. But it's a thorny issue when you start talking about people ignoring laws in any way. They're, they want to ignore these laws, and they want to you know, say, I, you know, I protect the Constitution. But at the same time, uh, it, it's hard for me. You know, I, I get what's happening. I get the environment. And, the, and that's causing a, a big, big problem. These are sort of, I, you could say it's an extreme reaction. But look what we've been fighting against, right? So maybe it makes a lot of sense what they're doing. Maybe it's predictable. Maybe we should have seen this coming. Maybe anti-gun people should have seen this coming as they pass stricter and stricter gun laws and coming closer and closer to sort of erasing the Second Amendment, once you start doing that, you should expect pushback because that's what the people should do, right? Um, I, I looked at what they really were doing, what they wanted to do. It's, I guess there's red flag laws. They want to pass universal background checks. Um, they, they want to make it so children can have absolutely no access to, to firearms regardless of training or... Um, you know, whether or not they have the necessary license or, or permit or things like that. And I, I, I'm not well-versed in such laws. On the surface, to me, none of that seems that egregious. I wouldn't want a, a, a child to have a gun. I don't care if they were trained. I, I'm sorry. I just don't believe they should be carrying them, especially in public. That's just not a good idea until they're older. Um, or carrying them at all, anywhere. I, I don't. I, if they're out of gun range, I mean, under supervision, I fine, I guess. But I think the new law just means unsupervised. I, I don't necessarily see a problem with that. The red flag laws have taken a lot of flack. The, um, I, I know that the universal background checks have also taken a lot of flack. What people are saying is that this really won't do anything. That this is, it's only in one, in some ways, it's only going to turn existing firearm owners into basically criminals for breaking laws that they never before were breaking, right? And on top of which, it's not accounting for the fact 
that people who illegally own guns and weapons, who are really the ones we should be worried about, none of these laws are really going to impact them much at all. They're still going to get their guns illegally. They're not going to do any of this. They're not going to follow. That's why they're criminals. That's why they have guns. Um, so none of this is going to matter. All it's going to do is impact the law-abiding citizens who, by constitutional right, own a gun in you know on their home or whatever, and they it's their right to do so. They're not breaking any laws. They're not, they're not criminals. Um, so that is another issue. It makes us very thorny. You know, when you're passing all these laws, they what impact are they really having? I I did a podcast a while ago focusing on the spike in shoot, uh, public shootings, especially, and just um, the rise in public violence, it would seem. People attacking people, people acting just animalistic. They're like pugilists out there. They, they, they've regressed. They've become Neanderthals. They hear something they don't like. They just start swinging fists. And the public shootings, the schools and children, this is out of control, right? Now, gun anti-gun people are quick to say, oh, it's, that's it. We're going to clamp down on the guns. I am, I'm of the belief that that will do nothing that, to stop this problem. Um, that problem is much more complicated. That is environmental. That is a, uh, a result of the toxic environment largely created by liberals over the past 40 or 50 years of um, a world where our entertainment, especially our news, everything that is being flung at us on a daily basis are, is more uh, gratuitous, uh, more explicit and just more disgusting in general. It's coming at us every it's coming at us everywhere. TV, movies, it's even in the things we read, it's in our books, it's it's on the internet, it's all over the place. Uh, little snippets of just awful things. You watch uh, TV, a preview of a movie that is awful, just horrendous, that is appropriately rated R. However, what they're allowed to put in that trailer and put on television which of course anybody can see, is just wrong. I'm sorry, but it is. And after decades of this, after decades of this, from, from the movies to the games to the, to the music, it's driving people crazy. It just is. This is environmental. You combine this with the over-medication of the populace, the, you know, the drugs just going insane, both illegal and legal, and it's not surprised, it should not be surprising that people are going so nuts that they're picking up guns and shooting people for very little reason aside from the fact that they're nuts. We may notice that when it comes to these public shootings, that it comes to these awful tragedies, that there's very little rhyme or reason behind it. That's because they're nuts. The world has made them nuts. Okay? It's made them crazy. We did this to them. This is the everything is okay mantra taking a whole new form. Okay? So gun laws is not going to help that. It really isn't. Uh, if you want a gun, you can get a gun. Even if it, these crazy people are going to do something bad to somebody somehow. Um, granted, uh, obviously, it, it, it's it's less worse if they can't get their hands on a bazooka. I understand. However, it's going to happen. And, and to erase that problem and to make this a safer world, we need to, to uh, view the problem at the crux of the matter, which is going to be very difficult because it... That my I ran into this problem in that podcast. You're starting to talk about censorship, right? You're starting to talk about infringement on the First Amendment. We're starting to say, you know what? We just we can't. Help. We obviously can't help ourselves. We want to inundate the populace with the most filthy, disgusting imagery on the planet, and everyone from the time they're a child to the time they pick up their first smartphone at the age of God, I don't know what is it now, three or four, 
they have a chance of seeing it and they see it everywhere. And if you think that doesn't have an impact, you're insane. It absolutely has an impact and it's causing this. And I, the only way to stop it is to basically start a little bit in the way of censoring, saying, you know what, you just can't do this. There is no redeeming value to what you've produced in this in this movie or in this game or whatever. It doesn't need to be this explicit. It doesn't need to be this gross. You can you can maintain your theme and tell your story and make it entertaining. You do not need this shoved down everybody's throat. It only hurts. It does nothing to enhance the value of that entertainment or of that news story or whatever. It's just gratuitous crap and doesn't need to be there. And yeah, maybe we should start censoring that because you know what? We've proven we can't help ourselves. But again, are we not infringing on the First Amendment when we do that, right? Where do we have to start policing ourselves? Can we give, do we, are we capable of handling all these rights, this pure freedom that we are supposed to have? Because we seem to do awful things with it. This is my problem. This is my conundrum. We're supposed to have these freedoms. We should have these freedoms. But we always seem to go too far with all of them. You know, now, can we go too far on the gun issue? Sure. I don't think we have. I think we've gone too far in the other way. We've gone too far in infringing 2A. We've gone too far. And we're not understanding, I think, that the, there's no evidence to say that these laws are going to have a impact, a positive impact on crime, gun-related crime and incidents. There's just, there's, there's a lot of conflicting evidence. You can find some uh, counties and cities where, uh, and countries around the world, where gun laws uh, are very, very strict and crime is quite low, or, well, certainly violent crime, right? On the other hand, you can find just the opposite. You can find cities and towns and places where the gun laws are very, very strict and yet you know, violent crime is through the roof, right? So you have evidence on both sides. I don't believe you can say with any concrete certainty one way or the other. That being the case, you can't erase 2A because you do not have enough evidence to tell me that the Constitution is wrong, that, th that it is absolutely outdated in this amendment. Maybe it is, but I have not seen the evidence yet. And in that case, people are going to rise up, defend the Constitution, defend the, what this country is built on, and I think they have every right to do it. It just gets tough when, you know, you've got people one side saying, I'm going to follow these laws. The other people say, I'm going to follow these laws. That's really what this is about. Okay, no, no, my laws matter. These are state or federal laws. These were passed. You have to follow these. You elected us. This is 2019. You have to follow this. You're a citizen. And on the other side, you've got people going, no, you are, you know, being unconstitutional. You're taking away rights that are given to us. You're the ones who are doing these things that should not be allowed. So we're going to rise up in favor of the Constitution, right? It's it's where they come together that's very, very difficult, right? Um, and I, I do stand with people who support the Constitution. I do stand with people who support their rights. That's where I'm coming out on this. But I am sending a warning just to be wary of how far we can go. Uh, you know, is there a point at which we have to say, we have to look at this more from a, uh, a Democrat or Republic level. We'd say, okay, you know, our answer to this is to get these people out. Our answer to this is to vote these people out. If we want to do this the correct way, get rid of these people. We don't like them, so we vote them out. And we will protect our rights. Get them out of here. That is the proper way to do it, right? But 
you know, if you could shout it down and, you know, the you're in a Democrat or leftist run area or something like that. And, you know, it's it's hard to fight this sometimes. And sometimes your your only resort is to band together and say to hell with you. Right. And I'm all for that. I really am. Um, but I, I must say it's it is difficult. It's, it's not as cut and dry, I think, as people believe just because we're talking about laws versus laws. Constitution, I think, always wins out. But again, be careful as to where we stand and what we do and how we attack these problems from gun violence to violent crime to, you know, laws being passed that infringe on the Constitution. Tackle it at the base, you know, find the cause of this, find the source and go at it there. I think that's the best way. It'll be longer, you know, obviously to get these people out of there, but it, it may avoid mass uprising and bloodshed and the civil war. We don't want that. We want to maintain some semblance of sanity here. So that's my take on it. Um, I hope it didn't come across as, uh, it probably came across a little waffling. I'm sorry about that. Like I said, I'm probably going to be on the fence, but I, I'm certainly falling on the side that protects the Constitution, and I probably always will. Um, it's, it's just, I'm trying to be the, the voice of common sense and, and grounded stability and sanity, and that's what I try and put forth in my podcast. So let's, let's all try and remember that. Um, seek the truth. Seek the real causes for our problems in our country and, and tackle them from, from the base. Strike at the root is what I always say. So thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, like I said, next week I will probably be off, but I'll certainly be back in the new year. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, uh, by all means, send them my way. I always appreciate it. Um, it's Sometimes it's tough to find things to talk about. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. And uh, thank you very much. And I will see you again soon.